Welcome back to another episode of Black, Bold, and Bougie. It's your girl, Tasha Two S's and an eye of soulful expression. And I'm Shonda V, the favorite fashionista. And today, we are talking about being the single friend. Woo, child, have I got some stories for you. First of all, <laughs> the most annoying thing about being a single friend, everybody thinking your life is just so much better and so much easier because you have so much disposable income and you don't have to check with another person about the purchases you make or where you're going and what you're wearing and who you're with. Let me just clear something up. This single life is not a cakewalk. I mean, you swiping all day and you might get two eligible people out of every 60 swipes. <laughs> if you're lucky. <laughs> Apart from that, there are a lot of pros and a lot of cons to being the single friend. So let's just dive right into some of the cons. Like my number one con to being a single friend is all of the unsolicited hookups. Oh my God. <laughs> like they act like being single is a sickness. Like if I don't get a man <laughs> in the next two years, I'm about to die. But a really funny story. So my friends are no longer allowed to set me up on dates. On my 20th birthday. Girl, you're taking us back. <laughs> there was a guy in college who really liked me. Very nice guy. Very sweet. So me and my girls, you know, they plan a little birthday dinner at Red Lobster because back then that was the place to go. And we sit down and they're like looking at each other, laughing and smiling. Like, oh, we got, we got a surprise for you. I'm like, oh my God, maybe they're going to give me like some shoes or a gift card <laughs> to buy something. About five minutes later, in come the guy from college that likes me. They had totally went behind my back and set up this birthday dinner and invited him to come without me knowing. It was awkward to say the least. Like I was so pissed. I was just like, really? I didn't tell you I liked him. Y'all just went behind my back, did y'all own thing. Now I got to sit here cracking crab legs in front of this man for the next 45 minutes. And then on top of that, I rode there with my friends and then they made me ride back in the car with him. Oh and, my goodness, bogus. And to top it off, so my birthday is in February, y'all. February's in Chicago is like Siberia. Like it is <laughs> So it was cold, y'all. And it just so happened that the passenger side window was broken, like it wouldn't roll up. So I froze all the way back to campus ever since that day. They have never, ever set me up with anybody else. And I am grateful. I am so glad. I have never been, like, surprised or caught off guard like that. Kudos to all of my friends because they, I guess they just know, don't, don't you even try it. <laughs> now, they might, you know, they might make recommendations and say, ooh, I know somebody. But, like, nobody has ever, like, sprung a guy on me where we all going out and all of a sudden I'm just on this date I wasn't anticipating being on like I've never had that everybody always has these recommendations like oh I think this guy would be so great for you or you guys would be so perfect for each other and I'm just looking at them like yeah all right so I I don't think I've ever really had a friend go that far as to try to hook me up we might talk about it they'll show me pictures and then after I see the picture a lot of times that's where to die 
You know, it's so funny. I was just going to say, me and my friends do not have the same taste in men, which is great, right? It's great. We never have to worry about each other being interested in a significant other. We all have very, very different tastes in men. So I just think it's funny when they recommend men to me. I'm like, nah, that ain't my type. That's your type. Girl, sometimes, you know, I have to wonder if some of them kind of be um, trying to live through us by picking the men that they wish they could have had. And, you know, they're not going to admit to it, but you can clearly tell that ain't for me. So, like, my friends that are in relationships, they always think the grass is greener. They're like, oh, girl, enjoy your single years because if I was single, I'd be doing this, that, and the third. And it's like, sis, you don't want this life. I don't want this life. (laughs) (laughs) Being single is not easy. First of all, you got to pay all the bills yourself. You don't have someone to come home and vent to or confide in after a long, hard day at work. Coming home to an empty house is probably one of the biggest drawbacks of being single, to me at least, because you don't necessarily get that companionship. That's hard. Let's talk about the dating pool. We are in our early 30s. A lot of men in their early 30s either one, are married, two, have been married, or three, have kids, or four, all of the above. Or five, they just lie. They lie. They all lie, <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> that it's, it's true. So, you know, if you take away it, like for me, I am interested in a man who does not have children because I dated a man with a man with children and I realized that I need so much attention and so much affection in order to get the relationship built that him having another priority other than work is just not going to work for me so if I take away the men that have children I'm significantly reduced especially at this age So I see being single as a blessing and a curse. Um, So I actually love having my freedom. I look at some of my married friends and I realize that, you know, they have to go and they have to talk things over with their husband before they can decide to travel with their girlfriends or whatever the case might be. And I like the freedom to be like, Natasha, you want to go somewhere? We going. And then that's it. I don't have to consult anyone else. I don't have to, you know, make sure that it aligns with somebody else's schedule. I just kind of do what I do. And I like that. I don't know if I'm really ready to give that up just yet. So in some ways, it's like, yes to the single life. But then in other ways, it's like, oh, but sometimes you want to go on vacation with Bay, or, you know, you want to just go out on a date or just feel special or, you know, just have somebody to cuddle up with you know, or whatever the case may be that you do not get to experience because you are single. I mean, let me pause because some single people are experiencing all of that, but I don't live that way. So, (laughs) but like right now, I just feel like I'm kind of in the middle because I do like having my freedom, but then I do know that, you know, I don't want to live this way forever. So in some ways, when I look at some relationships, it's like, oh, you know, they really look like they enjoy each other. And like, that would be great if I could experience that. But then sometimes, like I said, when I think about, especially, I think my biggest thing is really the travel thing. Like, I want to go when I want to go. Like, I don't want to have to say, hey, does this work out? That's the part that I feel like trips me up 
every single time. A lot of women in relationships, whether it's married or it's just a boyfriend, girlfriend situation, um, they get into these relationships and they make the men their whole life. So now everything they do revolves around them as a couple and they lose their individual identity. So the men that I commit to, whether it's relationship or marriage, will have to have his own identity outside of me. Meaning some of the things that he loves to do, like hanging with the guys, going out, playing basketball, all of that, that shouldn't stop because you have me. You should. You need to just add me into the mix. Figure out, we figure out how our lives mesh, but I still want to keep an individual identity outside of my marriage. Well, and- you can keep your individual identity. I'm not talking about being consumed with the person, but a lot of times when it comes to travel, a lot of couples do have to kind of consult each other because you're talking about yeah. staying away for a long time, especially if you have children. Like it becomes more of a, a group decision, I mean, a partnership decision than it is just, I want to go now, so I'm going to go. Because you do have to think about, okay, well, you know, do we have plans? Are we going somewhere at this time? time of year um you know can I schedule my vacation with my friends at this time of year like there becomes more of a discussion Mm -hmm. around it not necessarily saying that anybody's consumed or you know my whole life is you so I can't do anything without you but just the realization that you have another person in your life that you have to consider like that's a real thing in marriage and not just considering time and being away but also money exactly your money is no longer your money for me right now it's just like okay well well, I just like to go when I want to go. And I really don't want to have to figure out the rest of that out. I just want to do what I want to do. Um, and I do understand that, of course, I guess if you meet the right person, it's the right time and then everything will fall into place and that becomes less of a thing. But for me right now, the way my life is set up, if I decided I wanted to travel four times this year internationally, then I would just do that. Another thing that I noticed, I know we talked a little bit about having an identity outside of your relationship. So another thing I noticed is that people who are in relationships and are married like to bring their significant other everywhere with them. Ooh, wee. <laughs> it's like, oh, we going to play, we, we going bowling, okay. And then they get there and like the husband or the boyfriend is there. And you're like, oh, okay, right on. So this a group thing. I should have maybe found, you know, me a little tender date and bought him along. If it's going to be like couples night out. I ain't know. <laughs> it's always awkward when you that third person. It's a little bit less so if you like have a group of friends and they're just a part of that. But when it's just like the three of y'all, it can be very, especially if you're not expecting it. I think that's what really be. If I'm not expecting it and I pop up and I'm thinking it's just going to be me and you. And then all of a sudden he here too. It's just like, dang girl, you could have warned me. I have never experienced being a third wheel. Thank God my friends have never put me through that because that would be rough. I have, however, been out to birthday parties or birthday dinners and everybody at the table pretty much had a man and I didn't. And let me tell you, it is not fun. It's not fun, to be honest. And I know they try to make it fun so everybody's like talking so you don't feel left out of the conversation, but it's still very uncomfortable. Yeah, and I think that once you become like a couple, you kind of forget some of those things. Um, And you don't really consider it, you know, you just 
just living your life as you normally would without really putting that much thought into those types of things. So I don't think that they really necessarily even realize that that could make the, the single person feel a little awkward. And, you know, I think I'm at the stage where I know my friends, significant others well enough. Those are really like my brothers now. So it's good. But I just think back to some of the earlier times and everybody was just dating and I was single and I was just like, oh, man. (laughs) Now they finna hook me up with the fat, ashy friend. Yo, (laughs) come on. I wonder when they think about me. (laughs) You never know, girl. You never know. We could be the butt of somebody else's joke right now. I'm sure I am, and I'm I'm okay with that. Being single has taught me how to like just own every stage of life and really not rush to get to the next stage, but really just be present within it, learn what I need to learn from it, and move on. I know it's really hard going to the family gatherings. Oh my God, if I go to another gathering and they ask me when I'm going to get pregnant, I'm just trying to get past the what's your favorite color stage. Ask me about childbearing. It's a really sensitive topic because they don't know if I've been pregnant and had a miscarriage. They don't know if I'm currently pregnant. Asking about another woman's womb is so personal and it is so none of your business that it just shouldn't happen ever. I am so glad that I also do not have to experience that. Um, every once in a while I get asked about, oh, are you dating anybody? Is there anybody new? But mm, people do not ask me, so when you having kids? Unless they're doing it in a joke. Like me and my my aunt, we'll joke. We'll make jokes about it, but we're both in on it. But nobody seriously asks me, oh, girl, so when you going to settle down and have some babies or anything like that? I do not have that experience. I'm so thankful just because, like, why are you trying to pressure me? I got enough going on in my life. I don't need pressure from you about that. But it is so much pressure and I'm not doing it on purpose. It's just a lot harder to date than it was back in the early 2000s because you have all these different dating apps and men, like you said earlier, men lie. So men can be whomever they want to be on these dating apps and they have become even more clever with hiding who they are, hiding their true intentions. And it's just hard. I think it makes it even harder to be a woman in her 30s because it's like that biological clock ticking, at least for me in the back of my mind, because I do want to have children. I do want to get married. And for me, I feel like I've accomplished enough. Not to say that once I get married and have children, that's it. I'm just, my career is done. I'm I'm done for. But I feel like I am established enough where I'm ready to move into the next phase. So it is at the forefront of my mind, but it is not all that I think about. I'm not pondering on it day and night. And I'm not, that's not life for me. But what I do not like is that When you're the single friend, you are now the entertainment for everyone who is in a relationship or married because the first question they want to talk about is, so who you talking to now? Are there any new men in your life? Like, what? (laughs) No men? Like, does Roscoe count from Roscoe Chicken and Waffle? Like, Girl, and if you don't have one, then they got one to offer you for sure. Right? That is crazy. So... 
I mean, they, they think of it as fun. Like they want to hear the date nights and I think they want to hear about the dates. They want to hear about the swiping. You got your app, you pull it out. They're like, okay, girl, let's look. And it's stressful because like, again, we're living this life. And if you are someone who is ready to be in a relationship, ready to settle down, it can be very frustrating. Like it's not a fun experience all the time. It gets old. Well, for me, they don't really ask me as much about necessarily who am I dating or trying to be all in my dating life. I get the question, but we don't really go deep. More people be interested in, girl, where you going? Oh, I can't wait to go. I wish I could travel. Like, so I get the ones who are more jealous of the fact that I have the freedom to travel. We have a few friends that really be like, girl, come on, let me help you find you a man. Like, wait a minute. But I do think that like watching some of my friends who are in relationships and have gotten married, um, it does help to open up. I don't want to say necessarily open the standards, but kind of open your eyes as to what's really important because I've had several of my friends who um, initially were kind of skeptical about dating somebody or, you know, they might not have been what necessarily they thought that was their ideal type at the time. But then when they actually got to know the person and really built the relationship, they found that like, this was like the perfect person for them. And I think that that is something that I do like about being a single friend, because I get to see how other people are really um, experiencing relationships and putting things into perspective as to what's the most important aspect of a relationship. I mean, we all have our fairy tale dream guys that we've cooked up and concocted in our brain, but the realization is that in most cases, that's not real. And I mean, we're not even the the most ideal version of a girlfriend either or a wife. You know, we have our flaws as well. So I think it helps to give us that balance in um, what it is we actually want out of a relationship. Absolutely. And to be honest, my friends who are in um, marriages give the best advice because they've learned throughout their journey, how to weather the storms, how to argue fair, how to pick and choose your battles. Oh, you mean how to not hit below the belt? Exactly. Because when you're single, it's kind of like YOLO, right? You ain't got nothing to lose. <laughs> like we in this right God here. Fire. Put you on block and it's done, you know? But when you're in a marriage, you don't have that luxury. So you have to stick it out. You have to learn how to settle your differences amicably and you have to learn what your partner's pressure points are so you know what's going to make them mad. Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. sometimes as a single person, if I know your pressure points and you really work on my nerves, I'm about to hit all them mugs at the same time. Everyone. <laughs> Why? Because I don't have to go home to you. I can go home to my bed, lay in my pillow, unbothered while you at home mad as heck. But, you know, if you're under the same roof and you have to get in the same bed every night, the Bible says, do not let the sun go down on your wrath. So you have to work that thing out. Exactly. So I definitely think that, and I know these things, like I know that like my single, I said it, I said, I would have to let go a lot of my single ways because I know I could just be a jerk sometimes. And sometimes it's entertaining, but I know it's not right. You know, I know it's not relationship material type, you know, um, behavior. But right now, like you said, I mean, I'm going home. You going home. So at the end of the day, I'm good. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I've, I've actually learned a lot from my friends 
um, who are in relationships and who are married on just how to stick it out. And again, like you said, no relationship, no matter what they post up on social media is good, is perfect. They all go through these private battles. And if you're lucky enough to hear about it, you really gain some knowledge and you get to hear how that woman went through the fire and came out on the other side of it better. So that's definitely a pro. Another thing I like about uh, women who are in relationships is because they don't get out very much. So when they do get out, they lit. They ready to go because it's they one yes. night. <laughs> and I be sitting in the corner. I'm ready to go at 10 p.m. I'm Girl. <laughs> and they going. They like, yeah. They on drinks, on drinks, on drinks. I had one drink and I'm like, oh, we, it's time for bed. They trying to take shots. <laughs> they trying to bar hop. They all in. They all in for they one night. And uh, I'm all in the bed. Like, oh, yeah. girl, it's past my bedtime. <laughs> Exactly. So you got you some friends that's in relationships and they married when it's time to go out, invite them out because they ready to release some frustration. They ready to party because they've been cooped up in the house. Oh, and if they have children, they even more so because they just ready to feel like a, a woman again. They don't want to have to feel like mom or wife. They just want to feel like a woman. It's true. And now you got to compete with them and they got a man. <laughs> He lets you walk out the house with the four-inch heels on. I need to call, bro. Another good thing is that your friends having a significant other increases your dating pool, right? If you like their significant other. Because it's like, okay, well, do you have any friends? And hopefully he has friends. I mean, I've never had a situation where they didn't have friends. But hopefully they have friends. And so when they're having get-togethers at the house or, you know, they're all going out for drinks. You can meet some of their significant others, single friends. Girl, I guess it depends on what they friends look like. Girl, because not everybody friends is fine. You know what I'm saying? I've been in a situation where the friends are the fine ones. <laughs> Girl, don't you know you're supposed to wait and see all the friends first? So we've talked a lot about um, how our married friends or our um, friends who are in relationships kind of look at our lives and say, oh my goodness, I wish I was single. But what about us coveting their lifestyle? So a lot of people who are single think that, oh, marriage is just the best thing. I'm, I can't wait to not be single and all this. But the grass isn't always greener on that side either. That is the truth. And I can honestly 100% say that there is never one time in my life where I looked at my two friends that were married and said, ooh, I want your life. I think it's just because, again, um, we're very open. So I know all the hard work that goes into that. So I'm grateful for my single phase that I'm in right now because it can be a lot sometimes and they they have husbands and they are great so you know you got somebody and their husband is great and you know rough times still hit them what I'm gonna do if I get somebody and he ain't that great girl have you ever been single and felt like you was married every day of my life (laughs) (laughs) I have actually been in relationships that felt like marriage um where I'm checking in when I leave the house I'm checking in when I make it back to the house where we're talking about finances or I go out and I make a purchase and he like you got another pair of shoes like you only got two feet 
Um, so I have been in relationships that were close to marriage. And honestly, those were the relationships that grew me the most, that made me grow up and mature. Um, those were the situations where I couldn't just say, okay, I'm not responding to you no more tonight because I don't want to be bothered. Because next thing I know, I'll get a ring at the doorbell. I've been in those situations and I think it's all just good preparation for marriage. Yeah, I definitely think that sometimes when we are put into those type of situations, it does help you to better understand just what it takes to really love another person unconditionally. And I think that sometimes as single people, we don't fully grasp that because it's like, oh, well... I can just go find somebody else. But when you're in a relationship that's like forever, when you're married, you know, you have to figure out how to love somebody through the peaks and the valleys. And that's something that um, I feel like sometimes single people take for granted. Oh, absolutely. We definitely take it for granted. I mean, we just talked about that earlier in this conversation. Like, right, girl. make me mad. I'm like, all right. Jerk mode. <laughs> I am queen of that. <laughs> And then we're on to the next one, but marriage really makes you stay. It really makes you fight. And it keeps like, if you're doing marriage right, you know, you are reminded on the daily basis of why you fell in love with someone and why you need to keep fighting. Like you chose to have and to hold, to love and to honor for the rest of your life, good, bad, and ugly. So now you're living that thing out. What does that look like? I definitely think it's important to understand that it is a choice. It's a choice that you made. And since you made that choice, you have to choose every day to go to battle for your relationship. Even when you don't want to, even when you're tired. And I think that's that's the part of relationships that are not glorified, the fight that it takes to endure. You see people and they got their matching suits and they doing the don't rush challenge. Let me tell you, they pay for that marriage. And I'm not talking about the cost of the marriage license and the wedding. They're paying for it every single day of their lives. So I don't want anybody to think that, oh, married life is easy. And in the same token, single life isn't easy either. Exactly. So I think we just, that's why it's so important not to compare yourself to others because everybody's journey is different. And you know, a bishop said something in one of his sermons a few months ago, or he had a sermon where he was talking about relationships and he was saying that like somebody was talking about they've been happily married for 25 years. And he was like, yeah, no, like you're not happily married all the time. Like that's not realistic. And so we just have to understand as single people looking at at marriage and glorifying it and thinking, oh my goodness, you know, marriage is so amazing. You know, single life sucks. Like, let's just be honest. There is going to be a difficult battle, whether you're single or whether you're married. You just have to decide that you're going to go and, you know, you're going to put on your armor and you're going to go for it because that's what you want. I have talked to some married folk that have seriously made me reconsider if I ever wanted to be married. <laughs> I like some relationships like that too. Because it just sounded so miserable. It, it basically sounded like they walked down the aisle and they hoped for love and what they got was slavery. <laughs> <laughs> slavery? Straight up, Miss Seeley, color purple. <laughs> no, but I've, I've talked to some people... And some pretty miserable marriages and some pretty miserable 
relationships. And if you're not careful, you know, evil communication corrupt good manners. I'll say this, you need a balance. I also don't like to talk to friends where every story they tell me is a good story because I know it's a half truth. Exactly. I don't want to know the highlight reel. If I wanted to know the highlight reel, I'd scroll through your Instagram story. Oh, wait, you just preached a whole word. Give it to me real because that's what's going to help get me through. Yes. I just think that if we as single friends and our married friend counterparts would continue to be honest and upfront with each other, um, that we can each, you know, provide a little bit of guidance for the other. Um, Because even though I don't want to say that a single friend should be giving married friends advice about their marriage per se, but I do think that there is a perspective that has value from a single side that can help somebody in a marriage. Like, cause you can also help them to understand, don't take your significant other for granted. So there are lessons that we can glean from each other in both directions. I think that being a single friend has, like I said, it has its pluses and its minuses, um, but it also just depends on your married friends. I mean, cause every married friend is gonna be different. It depends on your crowd. Um, so some of the things that you've experienced from your married friends, I've never encountered and vice versa. Um, but what we should be doing on both sides is just learning lessons. What do you think? Are you the single friend? How do you handle it? Are you the married friend? And do you feel like your single friend's annoying? I mean, like, let's just talk about the real of it. Hit us up, DM us, send us a comment on Facebook or Instagram. Let us know. Until then, I'm Shonda V, the favorite fashionista. And I'm Tasha Two S's and I of Soulful Expression. We'll talk to y'all next week. Peace.